Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, 26th day of October 2022. My name is Nick. Hey, look, everybody, there's Big J. Yeah. He's here, and this time it's personal. And hopefully it's going to be a good show. We get a movie review from him today. I'm excited for that. Maybe, I guess. Tell you what, don't, what? <laughs> don't watch a paranormal activity movie right before you try to go to bed. I thought you said that's exactly what you were going to do. I, I would kept, well, listen, the day for me got late yesterday, and I didn't get, I, by the time I got home in the afternoon, I'm like, damn, I'm really tired. I had to take a nap. And then once I woke up from a nap, it was time to get ready to go and to do our Black Adam podcast and yeah. go see the movie. So, yeah, I didn't get to check this out until last night after the movie. So, like, you fired this up at, like, 9 o'clock? Yeah. And then stayed up late and watched it? Yes. Did you have uh, Big J Nightmares? Yes. Oh, all right. We'll get I don't know that. about nightmares, but I... It was hard to get to sleep. We'll get into that uh, a little bit later on in the show. You're going to want to hang around for that. We have tickets to a sold-out I Prevail show. We are excited to give those away. And uh, I also have to make a- an admission because I, oh, what I did like you do to me now. I didn't do anything oh. to you. This is this is a self this is a self confession. Oh. Uh, it's one of those deals where it's like. I'd like to think myself as fairly intelligent. I'm not the smartest person uh, usually in the room a lot of no, times. No, you are actually. But I I, 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 I like to think that I, I am pretty smart, but I still make some really stupid decisions from time to well, time. Yeah. And I did this again last night. Same thing. You know, you, we, we got out of the movie and done with the podcast around, what, like 840 or something like that? Yeah. And, uh, and I hadn't eaten all day, and I was hungry. And I was like, Can't man, have some lunch, dude. Well, I just, I, I, again, the day got away from me, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop someplace. I'm not even gonna say the name. I'm gonna stop someplace that I don't traditionally eat, but I know is open late. And maybe if you know me or the show, you're familiar with the the place that I stopped in. Not a lot of places open late because of. Uh, you know, staffing issues and stuff. Yeah, so your selection, it's not like the old days, right? Once you hit like seven o'clock, it's touch and go. There's yeah, a lot I don't of places. Think any places open like overnight anymore? No, 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 they're not. But this place is famously open late. So, and I'm like, I haven't had this stuff in years, and I'm starving, and I'm going to try it. And <laughs> it I go right in through you, and I grab, I grab two things. I literally grab two things along with a drink. And I get home, and I start to eat it, and I immediately regret my decision. And I am up all night with heartburn. I, I I feel gross this morning. I know at some point I will have to run out of this studio and do things that are unnatural, unnatural that come out of my body. I feel like a man possessed, and this is why I don't do things that I knew better, and I still went there yesterday anyway. Sounds delicious. What's wrong with me? Why do I do that to myself? I don't know. It's because you... you- Go too far in between. You know, I, I think no. I think it's That's because why. you get in my head sometimes, and I say stuff like that, and you're like, "Oh man, you just got to do it." And then yeah. I do it, and I'm like, "This is why I shouldn't listen to him." Yeah, I do get, these get things. Get your system used to it. No, no, no. Listen, you're your cleaning body, yourself out. Your body is rejecting something for a reason. It's not you have to get your body used to this.
this stuff. It's your body's going, I don't like this, Nick. What are you doing? Why would you do this to me? I thought we were friends. And the answer was, thanks for cleaning me out for once. (laughs) Oh, there's plenty of cleaning out going on without any assistance from anybody else. But I don't feel great, I guess is my point. And it's my own fault. But you know what we're going to do? Power through, Big J. And if I have to go to the bathroom on the air, that's what's going to happen. Pearl Jam, kick it off the morning after here on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I don't want to get you too excited, but I'm sure by now uh, you have noticed one of your favorite places in the Treasure Valley has been closed down for a while. Taco John's, I know. But they are opening back up today. Oh. Not Taco John's. No, that's forever gone uh, because you didn't go there enough. I the, did. Trust uh, me. The, yeah. The answer is Chuck E. Cheese, Big J, right down the street here from the very radio station. <laughs> I heard somebody in the area over here yesterday invite somebody to the grand opening. I think it was here? a joke. It oh, was a okay. joke. I think they were joking. <laughs> our uh, One of our sister stations morning show team. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's opening up today. A grand reopening. And it's is it uh, the same building? Uh, same building. Nah, they completely no renovated oh, everything okay. inside, though. Admission and, here. I like Chuck E. Cheese's pizza. Was the last time you've been in Chuck E. Cheese my son's yes. birthday? <laughs> yes. I mean, that was like 10 years ago, dude. Yes. I know. I know. But uh, it was for a long time my son's, both of my kids' yeah. favorite places to go. Uh, that has since transitioned to Dave & Buster's, no offense, uh, to Chuck E. Cheese. They've but grown up. They have. And, uh, and so as we kind of uh, pivot back to it... Chuck E. Cheese has realized that as well, and so they have made some changes, including uh, tons new more games, interactive dance floor, expanded uh, menu, and a contemporary new look for you to enjoy, Big J. And they are doing a special grand opening today, open to the public from 5 to 7, for you to check out what the new Chuck E. Cheese looks like here in downtown. Now, I feel like a bad resident, especially considering it's right down the street. I have no idea how long Chuck E. Cheese has been closed. <laughs> it's been a while, I think. Because uh, I know they opened up again uh, post-pandemic. So at some point after that, they shut down. Because I do remember driving by and seeing a gigantic banner saying, we're back in business kind of thing. So at some point after we opened things back up again, they shut things down to completely remodel. But if we're being honest, that place is probably in need of one. Agree yeah. or disagree? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, going way back, though tried to get Mudvayne to come out and do a thing at Chuck E. Cheese way, way long time ago. What was the idea? Just come out and uh, hang out at Chuck E. Cheese. You wanted them in full Mudvayne regalia yeah. and just hanging out at Chuck Yes, e. and they were not into that. Well, you can understand that. Why? But that would have been so funny, man. <laughs> come hang out with Mudvayne at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> You're right. That would have been funny. Just having them hang out and seeing them ride the rides or in the ball pit or something would have been very funny. Yeah, yeah. Talk about uh, confused people in the sales pit over there. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they didn't even know who Mudvayne was. No. Uh, we have ourselves a trade in the NFL yet again. The Dallas Cowboys acquired defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders for a sixth-round pick. Dallas also receives a seventh-round pick in the trade. Hankins a pretty good defensive yeah, lineman. Did they lose somebody? Uh, well, the Cowboys have been looking for depth on that defensive line for a while. They're oh. not very deep on it, which is why they're doing it. The question that I have is, it's interesting to me that the Raiders have become sellers. I would think that they would try to Especially correct this shit. Especially on the defensive side right, right now. Right, and they 
paid a pretty good amount of money for him to get him into Las Vegas. So this was interesting to me on two points. I mean, it really didn't surprise me that Dallas was looking to make a push. I was kind of surprised it was on the defensive end and not the offensive end, if we're being perfectly honest. But I'll also say that it was surprising more to me that the Raiders are like, we need to start figuring out how we can spin off some pieces here, which uh, if you're a Raiders fan, probably should not install a lot of confidence in you. Unless you've been, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know what kind of seasons Hankins is having unless you're like, you know, this is uh, addition by subtraction yeah. kind Ask of thing. Ask Jason Drew. He'll know. Uh, well, he's he's fairly much a homer. I mean, anything they do, he's all aboard on. So we'll see how this all comes out in the wash. But that's happening. I don't know if he's going to start or if he's going to be a backup for the Cowboys, but they're trading some people away. Big J, Joaquin Phoenix and Rony Mara are a couple, and they have been a couple for a very long time, and now they're going to star in a movie together. Finally, who? real life. You know who Rooney Mara is, right? Oh, yeah, okay. And Joaquin Phoenix, you're familiar with his work? Yes. Uh, they're going to star in a movie called The Island. No relation to the Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson movie. This is more of a thriller about a couple in the 1930s who attempt to live on a remote island until they become a tabloid sensation. So it's like the 19th 1930s version of we want to become influencers and this is the the extremes people would go to in order to try to get famous back in the day because if you weren't famous nobody really cared about what you did so they're trying to stand out and become famous for doing something extraordinary so it's like a modern take on past fame exposure if you will uh we'll see if it's any good big j over under on the amount of cigarettes that joaquin phoenix smokes in the moon hmm. what do you got probably 30 i, I say way over Morning I don't after. Keep count. It's just, I, well, you, I, no, I, I didn't either until I started to realize that you know he does. He he's like a chain smoker in real life, and now that has to be every character he plays because he probably can't go five seconds without. It's like so it, much for method yeah, acting. Yeah, go look at uh, the the past like six Joaquin Phoenix movies. He's smoking in every single one. And it's like the guy can't stop. Didn't didn't see him smoking in Gladiator. Uh, well, that's not the last five movies, so I rest my case. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff, at least for the six o'clock hour. That's the latest from Godsmack. It is called Surrender here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I imagine none of this is news to you as you have a significant other that works in the airline industry and therefore has probably been privy to some inside information and none of this is new to you. But there is a brand new survey put out by Expedia, which of course is a travel website that's trying to give you some tips and ideas on if you're planning travel, how you can save some cash. And the reason we're bringing it up is because uh, today plays a pretty big role in that. If you are planning a flight, Expedia says the best way to do that, the best day to take off, the best way to save you money is plan on flying out on a Wednesday. Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, no. The wife doesn't talk about that kind of no, stuff. No, I've never heard that before. Well, I mean, part of it, I think, is you also get really cool discounts and stuff to things. So I imagine it doesn't matter what the hell day you guys decide to fly out. But if you're just a uh, regular uh, Joe and you're looking to fly out, apparently you can save about 15% on your airline flights if you decide to leave on Wednesday. For whatever reason, well, I mean, it's the middle of the week. That's the reason. A lot of people don't go traveling on a Wednesday. They usually are going out of town for a weekend or a full week, and that means leaving on a Friday after work or whatever to take advantage of the weekend. But Wednesday is the day that you want to take off, and you can further boost your savings 
by booking at the right time. Apparently, the sweet spot for snagging the best price in domestic flights, you want to schedule your flight anywhere from 28 to 35 days before you are leaving. Uh, about a month advance of travel, that's where you're going to get the best price. You fly out on a Wednesday, next thing you know, it's incredibly affordable for you to do so. Yeah, so nice. So now you know some tips and ideas to help you save some cash. What's the next trip you're taking, Big J? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe taking a, a like a, a three day, four day weekend in Hawaii sometime in December. Maybe. Oh, look at this! So the, the, you've actually started planning a trip to Hawaii. I, I don't know. The wife was trying, wanted to plan like a uh, a secret getaway type thing, and I think she talked to you about it. No, she, she did oh, not. She was she was planning on it anyways. Um, Wait, did she want to take me? me? No, she wanted to surprise me with a trip to Hawaii and uh, go see you know Pearl Harbor and do all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, I see. So, and she was looking for dates that might make the most sense. Yeah, I see. I understand. Uh, but how did but you? But then I guessed it. I'm like, uh, well, yeah. You want me? You want to? What for December seventh? I'm busy that day. Sorry. And it's you know it would be cool, but I mean you know Pearl Harbor does their thing all the time anyways. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you know, you you have been very fairly adverse to going to Hawaii, but since watching Hawaii Five O, yeah. you've turned into a fan. I know it's so dumb, and but so it's... now you want to go check it out. Listen, and the other part of this is, I promise you, you're going to love it. You will. You'll absolutely yeah. love Hawaii. There's actually like a Hawaii Five O tour. That you well, of can course take. there so is. So I want to do that for sure. Of course there is. Uh, of course we did. Uh, did Ian do anything Hawaii Five O related no, when he went no, to Hawaii? No. Okay. I was wondering if he did he tell you about that or did you already know and you looked it up? No. Wait, are you looking yeah. up Hawaii Five O tours on the internet? No, he told me about it. Oh, so it, it's actually prevalent there when yeah, you go. Yeah, okay. He okay. told me about it, and that made you, I'm sure, probably more excited. Yeah. Right? Are there? significant and and featured locations in that show that they go back to a bunch? Yeah, there are, and I don't know what they're called. I just, you know, recognize when I see them, and, and you know, because Kylie used to live there. She lived in Hawaii for a couple years, and um, it's one of the reasons she doesn't really care for Hawaii that much. It's one of the reasons why, but um, yeah, so there are a couple locations. In, in Hawaii Five O, the way it was shot and just some of the stuff was different from all the other Hawaii shows. Just the, the scenery and stuff that they caught and the way they approached it. And I was like, this looks much cooler than I thought it would be. Were there a lot of chickens featured in the uh, show? <laughs> no, there was no wild. Listen, you can't believe everything that man says. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, he was he, so adamant he, about it. I know. It. Ian is talking about these wild chickens <laughs> that are just all around. I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't know if it's true, but he said there are chickens everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. Everywhere you go, and they're just running around. They're like not people's chickens. They're just everywhere. And we don't know how true or false that was, but that both struck us as insane. But uh, if you go, Big J, please book that tour so that you can tell me exactly. The chicken tour? Uh, no, I don't think there is a chicken tour. The Hawaii oh, the Five Oh. Maybe you come with us. Uh, no. You'd be the third wheel. See, that's that to me, it, it would be very uncomfortable, number one. And number two, not something that I would be. I do want to go to Hawaii, but I would like it to be like a trip with somebody that meant something. Not that you guys don't mean Whoa. anything to me, but that feels like a romantic Whoa. getaway to me. And you don't go as a third wheel on a romantic getaway. You know what I'm saying? We can That's find like, you somebody. Uh, that also seems a bit backhanded, and I, I don't appreciate that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's, there's your Hawaii update. We are going to get a movie review from Big J. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. 
That is Green Day. That is Boulevard of Broken Dreams here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, you, the collective listeners of The Morning After, selected a movie for Big J to watch. It was called Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. It's available to watch on Paramount+. Plus. And so I ask you, Big J, Next of Kin. was uh, Patrick Swayze or Liam Neeson involved in this movie at all? Uh, no, and neither was Patrick Swayze's brother. Oh, no. So... Uh, Don Swayze. So yeah, um, no. Uh, here's a, what, what, why it's called Next of Kin. Uh, in this, uh, the the movie surrounds uh, Margot, who uh, is a young lady, and she's looking for her mother. Her mother abandoned her at a small hospital in Pennsylvania, and so now she's grown up and she wants to find out more about her mother, see if she can find her. Mm-hmm. And so she does the DNA thing and comes to find out that she has a relative uh, who is Amish, and so she uh, and her friend, who is a cameraman, kind of want to document document this and they're doing a documentary about her life and, and such. Are the Amish so, upset about the documentary? Uh, no, uh, because uh, guess what, Nick? They're not Amish. They're demon worshippers. Oh, Jesus H. So, uh... <laughs> That's uh, that's what you get. So, and this is, I guess, you could classify this as found footage. All right, because it's you know uh, one of those type of documentary kind of things, like and, Paranormal Activity has. Been. Yeah, and and I guess that that's the whole stream of everything. Like maybe I have seen a Paranormal yeah, Activity. Yeah, there's no like the characters that run through it. It's all kind of like this is like supposed to be real life slash not really documentary so much as it is like you know house cameras or ring cameras yeah. that pick up yeah. weird things that involve some sort of plot. That's the basic idea behind the, the franchise, I think. Yeah, so as she gets further into trying to figure out about her mother, and uh, her mother uh, lived in this um, this Amish-slash-demon-worshipping uh, group of people for sure. a while, and uh, then you have basically uh, the horror movie trope. So you've got the jump scares and the things that aren't real, that are real, and et cetera. And, you know, I I, always, I kind of feel like sometimes the found footage stuff is, is, is easy and cheap. You know, um, especially putting together a movie and also for the thrills mm-hmm. because it's it's easy to to get done. And, you know, for whatever reason, I do find myself I'm like, I do get captivated by it at times. But, you know, I'm like, if you really want to see it well done, just watch Blair Witch, the original or watch Cloverfield, the original. Those do a really good job in that uh, in that vein of uh, horror movie. And then if you want to get really weird, Midsummer is a re- very good uh, version of what they're trying to do here in, in a little bit uh, at the end of this movie. So, you know, it kind of falls a little flat. It's pretty predictable, and you know, it's just um, it's just a bunch of jump scares that don't pay off really. But it must have worked on you because you had a hard time falling asleep. Yeah, I don't know if it was that or it was me thinking a lot about Black Adam. Either way, um, <laughs> Black Adam kept you up. Yeah, combining the two together, like uh, what if it was found footage of Black Adam? <laughs> okay, that'd be a great movie. Would it? Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you, you have this particular situation where is it like, are the demons real that they're worshiping or? Oh yeah, it's real. Okay. So they, it is real demonic things going on. The demons are among us and these are the jump scares that are involved. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so it sounds like at least to me, this one is not big J approved. No, no. Okay. It didn't make you want to search out other movies in the paranormal no, activity time. Not really. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but was it a complete waste of time? 
Yes. It was. Yeah. Okay. So you, you you would rather not see this movie at all. It was terrible. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a real failure here in the audience voting for which movie I find. First one, really. I all think. right. So Big J says hard pass on Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Do you know what number this is in the franchise? I don't know, but I think they're making another one that was supposed to come out here this month, but I don't think that it did. Well, so. uh, I mean, the, all, all these, you're right, because they are fairly cheap to put together. These movies, all they do is make money, and they every time they go and they release another one a ton of yeah, people go see it. Yeah, loser. Stop going to see this dumb movie over and over again. Uh, but Big J says it's not worth your time next of kin no matter what. Anybody you'd ever heard of or seen in this movie? I looked at no. the cast and I didn't recognize anybody. Nobody. Okay. So Big J says don't bother with uh, Paranormal Activity next of kin. Pick another horror movie to watch on Spooky Season. <laughs> on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Terrible news, Big J. Oh no! Amu Haji has passed away. I'm so, so sorry. Amu Haji is 94 years old. Oh. He lived in the village of Desna over in Iran. And he was more famous probably because he also had the moniker of the world's dirtiest man, Big J. Yikes. He went 60 years without bathing, showering, or anything because he had this irrational fear that it would make him sick. But somehow, after years and years and years of stinking up the village, his fellow villagers successfully pressured him into bathing for the first time in decades about two months ago. Not long after his bath, Big J, God Hill passed away. So, Related or not? It's uh, completely unrelated to the bath. Are you sure? Uh, well, I mean, at least according to the doctors that examined him, unless you want to jump on board the world's dirtiest man conspiracy theory wagon, I suppose you could. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to hitch my wagon to that, but uh, it is fairly ironic, I will give you that, that he was very much adamant about not bathing of any kind because he felt like he would get sick, and sure enough, right after he bathed, well, not right after, but a couple months after he bathed, and by the way, he didn't, like, regularly bathe, so he just did it the once to make everybody happy and shut up, and then about two months later, he got sick, and uh, then he passed away, Big J, but also, 94 years old, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Had a good run, but, I mean, listen, the fact that he went 60 years without bathing is... Gross. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's gross. It is pretty gross. And for whatever reason, you have to have something going on upstairs as to why you feel like that's not a thing, or you shouldn't have to bother with it. But you can also understand, I mean, like, there are pictures of him, and he looks like he hadn't bathed in 60 years. Oh, I've seen the picture. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good look. And so, I unfortunately am sad that that's the case but I certainly don't think this should spearhead the anti-bath-slash-bathing movement. I think there's plenty of us around here that already subscribe to that theory, and I don't like it as it is. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's some BO around here, and it needs to change. Not in here, particularly right now. I mean, around our place of work. And it's off-putting. Really? I'll tell you later. <laughs> the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys uh, acquired defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins from the Las Vegas Raiders for a 2023 sixth-round pick. Dallas also receives a seventh-round pick in this trade, so they're looking to bolster their defensive line depth, and the Raiders are selling Jonathan Hankins, so everybody's happy, I guess. There was some basketball action happening last night. The Phoenix Suns routed the Golden State Warriors 134-105. to Seven technicals in this game, Big J. It got chippy. 
in the third quarter, to say the least. And it's Draymond only looking week. to fight. It's only week one of the NBA season. Thunder beat the Clippers. Both stars for the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, sat out this game. Uh, Pelicans over the Mavericks as they missed a buzzer beater for the win for Dallas. And the Wizards beat up on the Pistons 120-99. to Serena Williams may not be done with tennis after all. She did put out a big uh, article uh, saying that she was evolving away from tennis and everybody naturally believed that she was retiring. And there even was a big emotional send-off at the U.S. Open. And she said goodbye to the sport. So now she's saying she's not retired. What's up, Brett Favre? I don't know what's going on. She was talking last week at a, a conference in San Francisco and said that she was not retired. And she didn't even think about the whole retirement thing when she said she was evolving away from tennis. That some people just jump to conclusions, but let's be honest, Serena, you did help us jump to yeah, those conclusions. Yeah, you started crying at a press conference. Right, and and like wave goodbye and said a long goodbye once you were eliminated the U.S. Open. I mean, I don't blame you. Maybe that is your final U.S. Open. Maybe it's just not your final tennis tournament. I don't Damn. know. But also, people are allowed to change their minds. It happens all the time. And sometimes it's hard to walk away with something you spent your entire life doing, especially if you feel yeah. like you can do so at a competitive level. So. I, don't, I don't know if she's married, but is her husband planning on now separating from her? Uh, she's decided to go back to tennis? I don't I don't think so. I don't think you have a Tom Brady situation. And yes, she is married. I don't think we've or had wife. I mean, that particular situation. No, she's got a husband. So okay. uh, it is. it appears to be something that she is just looking to think about going back into. No announcements have been made, but she's going out of her way to let you know that she is not retired from tennis right now. Well, that's good to know. Yesterday, we talked about the trailer to Ant-Man Quantumania. Today, we talk about the trailer to the Marvel Studios release for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Dude, this looks like it's going to be good and not terrible, like most holiday specials are supposed to be, right? Did you? Well, I mean, I think it's going. I think it's kind of an homage to the Star Wars one, which James Gunn has said, which was, you know, undeniably one of the yeah. worst things ever but Star Wars already kind of poked fun at itself about that with their Lego special that they did and this appears to be kind of along that route if you haven't seen the trailer I don't I'm not going to spoil anything that's not in it but basically uh, for whatever reason the Guardians of the Galaxy decided to return to Earth to give Peter Quill some sort of closure because he's bummed out about uh, Gamora not being around anymore what and then they actually involve local so i guess it's like modern day earth is yes, the other thing yes. like for some reason i thought we were further in the future than we actually are in the mcu Listen, don't fight that don't just <laughs> I won't. come on it's going to be fun kevin bacon is involved but we were talking about this last night it'd probably be a lot more fun and interesting if they didn't reveal that in the trailer and you just knew there was going to be a special guest and kevin bacon came along for the ride cuz they've talked about footloose well, before here's the thing who knows what else is in it Sure, sure, of course. I don't so, think they're spoiling everything. But yeah. I'm just saying Kevin Bacon is a nice surprise, but he shows up prominently in the trailer. Of course, he's worked with James Gunn before, so this connection makes a whole lot of sense as to how it's happening and why. It will be available on Disney Plus November 25th, but please keep in mind this is not That's like a month a away, fe- man. Yeah, it's not a feature-length thing. This is kind of like a short, if you will about what's going on. I think it's going to be like half an hour long kind of thing. So that's what you're going to deal with when it comes to the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming soon to Disney+. Plus. With Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. You've probably heard the phrase, no one wants to work anymore, Big J. Nobody wants to work. Certainly nobody wants to put forth a bunch of effort anymore, and that can be extended into the criminal world as well. 
We've often talked about stupid criminals doing stupid things, but it really feels like right around now, lots of people are just half-assing it. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? And we're going over to Bums. Britain for today, so we're going to hell story. As a gentleman decided he was going to try to rob a post office, which already you're like, really? I mean, when I don't know. Here they... in America, that's a federal crime, man. Right, but also like, post offices carry a lot of money. I mean, is yeah, that a place do. that's like cash rich? They do. Yeah. Why? I can't say. Oh. <laughs> All right. Usually gold bars. Uh, oh, really? So it's almost like a mint. Nah. I'm the old days they uh, used to anyways and so this gentleman was like all right i need some quick cash i'm going to rob a post office so he decided he was going to write a letter saying that he had a bomb attached to him and if he didn't get any money he was going to set off the bomb right here's the problem dude has awful handwriting okay so martin travers walks into a post office in birmingham and police say he passed a note over the counter to the cashier now, uh, according to forensic documents, the note demanded he needed to have money or else he would blow up the bomb that he had connected to himself. Now, unfortunately for him, try as she might, the cashier could not read what the hell he had written down on this notepad. And so she kept asking him, sir, I can't read this. I don't know what it says. Can you please tell me what this says? Help, help. And Travers kept repeating that she had 40 seconds to hand over the money, but he was also wearing a mask, so she couldn't understand what the hell he was saying anyway. They had a mask covering up his face, obviously, as he was trying to commit a crime. So not only could she not read his handwriting, she couldn't understand what the hell he was saying to her as well, because he had a mask on. So finally, he got frustrated, he grabbed his note and took $10 out of the till and then ran out as police were called by the cashier. Oh, man. It took them about three minutes to capture him. He was arrested and facing a ridiculous amount of charges because of it. Now, uh, he did not have a bomb. Of course, that was a bluff. But he was trying to get some money. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, not even him. He wasn't serious. That doesn't make this a good plan. But it just goes to show you, man. Hey, write some stuff out. Maybe do a practice letter and make sure it's legible. Yeah. Or that people can understand you. One of the two. These are one of the few things you need for a robbery to even try to be successful. Although the likelihood of that these days is less than ever. Because again, there's cameras everywhere. The response time is at record paces. You're going to be screwed either way. So may I recommend you don't rob anybody. But I mean... It's interesting that he would choose a post office over a bank or a convenience store these days, number one. Number two, <laughs> show your handwriting to somebody. Maybe check your work and go, hey, can you read what this says? I mean, there are times when I write fast that I can't even read what I say. But yeah, I know. I trying to read my handwriting. Right. Like, you're not going to write a note to anybody, BJ. If you do, good luck reading it. But it's a battle, and you probably need to at least do a little bit of legwork before to make sure everything goes off as planned. So F minus for this guy planning. Certainly the execution is even worse than that somehow. And now he is facing uh, over four years and 10 months in prison because he decided to make this dumb move. All for $10 too at the end of the day. That's the worst of it all. Because he had to give up because his plan was so poor, he had to run out of there with $10 yeah. and now he's missing five years of his life. At least.
Good job, everybody. Try harder. Or don't rob anybody, period. Let's go that route. Yeah, good idea. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Coming up in a few minutes, your important stuff. Plus, we have to do a little bit of pop culture smackdown. And Big J. Let me take you back to a couple years ago, Big J. Yeah. You may remember the uh, the previous administration not being exactly fans of TikTok. You remember when they were going to shut that down for a while? Yeah, it was uh, China agents were using it. And then that all kind of went away. Well, the, uh, the, the U.S. Attorney General is the same Attorney General that it's been for the last several years. His name is Merrick Garland, and he has not forgotten about how damaging TikTok can be to particular people. And if you are a fan of TikTok and you use it on the regular, you may want to enjoy it while you can. Because if he has his way, he's shutting this thing down faster than you can say quit. Because they have some serious security concerns over TikTok. And it could mean that the popular app could be banned here in the United States of America. Which seems weird, but we wouldn't be the first country to ban it for these particular reasons. India has done so already and has done so for the last three years. And there are other countries out there that do it as well because, listen, you know, whether you use TikTok or not, they're not exactly as secretive about the stuff that they keep track of on your phone. Now, uh, I'm not sure that they're using it to steal country secrets, but they do, unlike other apps, actually do collect and search browsing histories. They will also keep your keystroke patterns. They will keep your biometric identifiers, your draft messages, and your metadata. These are all parts of their agreement that you agree to once you click that install button on your app. So they are following you and keeping your information a little bit more even than the ones that we say do so like facebook and instagram and stuff like that so they're not making it a secret that they keep more information than other apps it's just got people concerned that that's the case so he held a press conference stating that they are still very seriously thinking about taking some action against tiktok and making it something that is not available to users here in the united states now no dates are given no like you enjoy it while while you can but just i'm letting you know that listen if you enjoy that it might go away. Might not, but it might go away. Your thoughts, Bitchy? As uh, a TikTok user, would it impact your daily life? I'm sure it would. You seem like well, you're on TikTok. No, a because bunch. you just end up seeing a bunch of TikToks at every other platform. Well, so you continue to see that. Yes, but if those you probably are seeing those from no, other Americans. No, no, what I'm saying is, is that most people are posting their content on more than one platform. So the content that you're seeing on TikTok is also being you know, uh, being put on reels on Instagram sure, and is being put on Twitter. I mean, there's so, but it depends on where that originates, I guess is my point. Like sometimes you'll see stuff on Instagram reels. That is clearly a TikTok. Yeah. I know stuff will go but, away. But ultimately still, uh, again, it's not just a re a redoing of the, uh, you know, like a sharing of the, the TikTok. It's actually the actual content itself is being transferred to, Reels, so they they have multiple accounts, so they're doing TikTok and then they do Reels. A lot of people do that, and it's the same kind. Con- like I said, the content isn't that new- unique on TikTok versus all of the other platforms. It's just the way it's presented. It's the way it's presented. How is it presented that's different? It's just the way that you can go through each new, um, each new experience. It's just it's just it's so much easier. That's why Reels has changed so much. Uh, to be very similar and able to just go one to one video to the next. Boom, 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 boom. 
So you're saying it's more of the aesthetic side yeah. of how you select your videos than anything else. Yeah. And, you no, know, you're right. I mean, listen, that's exactly what would happen the second one of these things go away. We would just pick up something else. And it would just be like nothing ever happened. It would just be a minor inconvenience to those that are popular exclusively on TikTok or have that TikTok yeah. celebrity. And it would move to Instagram or whatever the uh, the social media du jour is. And so uh, it, you're right. It would just pivot to something else. But it would be probably a serious pain in some people's tails, I'm sure. Especially oh, yeah. if you're huge on TikTok and that's the only place you're popular. That would be a issue. But... That's not happening anytime soon, but just know he hasn't forgotten about it, I guess is my point. Speaking of not forgotten about it, when's the last time you thought about Brittany Griner or Big J? Never. Uh, that's too bad because uh, she has been denied uh, the fact that her appeal went through on Tuesday. So she will, in fact, serve those nine years in a Russian prison unless something else can happen to get her out on those drug charges. Uh, the president told reporters yesterday that they're in constant contact with Russia about Brittany and other prisoners as well that are in for relatively mundane crimes that they feel are more about political pressure than anything else. But they haven't been met with positive responses so far, but the conversations continue. But unfortunately, uh, they did appeal and were denied. So as far as it goes, the sentence stands with Brittany Griner. So there's that that she has to deal with. The Cowboys made a trade yesterday. They picked up Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders for a sixth-round pick. They also got a seventh-round pick in exchange for the defensive lineman, who they're hoping bolsters the depth on their line. And, Big J, could DC be making good moves? My God, yesterday was a pretty big day for them as they announced that former guest of the morning after James Gunn is one of the co-CEOs and co-chairs of now DC Studios. Walter Hamada has been fired and they have decided to replace him with James Gunn and producer Peter Serafin, who's been involved in the later portions of the DC Universe as well. And now they're going to be in charge of all the creative decisions that happen at DC, which I, I think, you know, he had kind of been hinting at this, but James Gunn had been kind of laying the groundwork of, hey, Guardians 3 is my last Marvel movie, just so you know. And now we know what he's up to and what he's going to do and why. Yeah, and the Peter Peter's role is more on the business end and the, those sort of things. And then the unique thing is, so he is the Kevin Feige of now of DC. And um, the, the interesting part about this is, is that, that James is also... He's also a director and a writer, mm -hmm. so he has a little bit different perspective. But also, he just, you know, he he really sticks to the characters and stories and things like that. And, and uh, it's a it's a really great idea by the people who took over Warner Brothers to do this. Giving smart, creative, and and passionate people the keys to your whatever you're going to do is the way you turn this around. It's not by by going the status quo. It's not by trying to copy what Marvel's doing. It's going, hey, here's a guy that's smart, funny, creative, and also a proven winner in this particular business. Let's give him the keys and see what he can kind of do and see what happens. And quite frankly, I mean, although not a lot of people didn't like it, they did kind of the same thing with Zack Snyder, and that's why I think there are some very passionate people about that particular storytelling way because it's one person's singular vision and that is like it or not what you need to have a cohesive story it, it, regardless of how many movies it's going to take to tell it having that vision and that foresight and that idea as to where you're going to go 
makes all the difference in the world, and Marvel's proven that so far in the early parts of it. I feel like it's gotten a little bit frayed towards the, the modern part of things, but they built those phase one, two, and three up so well, it made it so much fun to see it pay off, and I think if you give James Gunn the keys to it, it's going to go that way, and kind of frankly, while we, we both saw Black Adam last night, and while they're not involved, they weren't part of the creative decisions, you can still see James Gunn's fingerprints in that movie. Maybe not as much as it would have been, but he certainly, they realized how valuable his input has been to that particular universe, and they wanted him involved, and so you can see some of the James Gunn stuff involved in Black Adam as well. Yeah, and uh, you know we're we're um, we're James Gunn fanboys. We are. So and, we are. and from like way early, early on with yes. like Slither and Super. I mean, can you imagine? Can you believe the guy who wrote and directed Super is now in charge of DC? Listen, we the, the first time we Crazy. had James Gunn on this show, he was talking about a short called Chimp Man Z. Do you understand <laughs> how far back we go with James Gunn on this show? We were fans. I wish of that. he remembered that. <laughs> We were fans of that goofy stuff back in the day, and to see him build up this kind of empire that he's done, we, uh, listen, we're not part of it by any stretch of yeah. the imagination, but we're fans, and we like what he's done, and if you want to hear what we thought about Black Adam, uh, you can check out the Morning After the Movies podcast. It is officially up as of this morning. Yes, Big J? Yep. Search it wherever you find podcasts. Just look for Morning After the Movies, and you can see our breakdown spoiler-free, and then we get into the spoilers of Black Adam. If you want to know what uh, Big J, myself, and Ian thought of the movie, it is available now wherever podcasts are available. With Nick and Big J. And we got tickets sold out show happening at the Rev Center on Monday. That is uh, going to be, or I'm sorry, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? November 1st? November 1st is the date of the show. Yeah, what day is that, though? Oh, you don't know. Uh, it's, it's Tuesday. It's, it's Tuesday, so uh, that is uh, going to be happening. I prevail and pierce the veil. We have got your tickets here. Each need to beat me in Pop Culture SmackDown. Hopefully the questions are, aren't what day it is. Uh, no, no. None of them revolve around days of the week. God. 208-287-1003. Although now that I know that's a weak point in your arm, <laughs> okay. uh, If you'd like to play, you do have to know a little bit about pop culture in order to pull this off. But so does Big J. We'll see who uh, flinches first. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, who's this? This is Ronnie. Ronnie, you're up first. Ronnie, we need to know what sport is the movie Raging Bull about, or at least featured in? Baseball. Baseball? No, I'm sorry. Raging Bull is not about baseball. I think you're thinking of Bull Durham. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Hey, Sounds like it, yes. we need to know what sport the movie Raging Bull is about. Boxing. Boxing is correct. Right. Good job, sir. You're officially taking on Big J. Big J, Kobe Bryant once won an Academy Award for what film? I'm going to give you the actual choices. Oh, thank was you. Was it called Nothing But Net? Was it called Dear Basketball? Or was it called On the Rebound? Oh man. Um Dude, let's go with uh, nothing but net. Nothing but net? Wrong. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Did you have a second choice? On the rebound? That would have been wrong as well. Wrong. Which means it was called I forgot the other one. Yeah. Dear Basketball. Dear right. Basketball. Dear Basketball is the name hell. of the movie that one. You probably shouldn't say that. Uh, that Why? one, uh, because he's passed, Big J. 
uh, that won an Academy Award for Kobe Bryant before he passed away. Congratulations, sir. One and done for Big J. You got yourself hooked up with I Prevail tickets for the sold-out show at the Rev Center, which is coming up on what day, Big J? November 1st. Which is a? Wednesday? Man, we're going to get there someday. Tuesday. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Taco Tuesday. You remember that. We're going to run headlines. That's next on the X Rocks. With your permission, Big J, I'd like to rattle off the headlines for today. Okay. Play through, meant to be, or worst trip ever. Meant to be. You know metal detector people are pretty serious, right, Big J? Yeah. We've talked about your dabbling in the world of metal detecting, which I'm still completely enamored with and want to learn more about someday. But Steve Andrews is a gentleman that has been doing it for a long time over in the United Kingdom, and uh, he found a long-lost wedding ring using a metal detector, but the owner was not thrilled to find that wedding ring. Andrews found it at the St. Albans Beach in September. He posted a video, a photo of the ring on Facebook, and it began to gain some traction. Then Andrews received a surprising message. The ring's owner had chucked it into the ocean after a very nasty divorce and wanted it thrown right back into the sea. Get it out of here. Don't want it on that land anymore. Andrews then promised to return the band back to the sea next time he was there. He noted that most of the time, people actually are happy to retrieve their lost valuables, but he did make good on his word, and he threw the damn ring right back in the ocean from whence it came. So there's that. I mean, listen, sometimes that stuff is probably not filled with good memories, right? Yeah. And I guess if you purposely tried to lose the ring, then it's a good idea that you put it back, unless it's maybe it's cursed, Big J. What do you think about that? Is this like an evil Green Lantern situation where it's a Paranormal activity? I don't understand the reference, but maybe, maybe. Play through or worst trip ever? Worst trip ever. You ever been to the Grand Canyon, Big J? Uh, no. Well, if you go, there's lots of different things that you can do. You can take trails down. You can do all sorts of stuff. And one of the tours they offer features uh, a traveling kind of 200 feet underground into a cavern. Here's the problem. A bunch of people took that particular tour and the elevator got stuck. So they had to stay in that cavern, Big J, for over 24 hours until they were rescued from the Grand Canyon. Surprisingly, they were able to stay uh, at an underground hotel suite so it doesn't suck all the way. Five stranded tourists were relatively comfortable as they waited for the elevator to be repaired. A rescue team was prepared to hoist people up when the elevator was finally fixed. Luckily, no injuries have been reported, but that would probably be a worst-case scenario, right? Like, I mean, sure, it's great that you got to stay in a free hotel suite for the night, but then they're like, in order to get you out, we're going to have to hoist you up. That probably wouldn't be ideal. I don't think I would enjoy that very much. You, Big J? No, man. I don't want to be hoisted anywhere. Come on, you don't want to get hoisted? You don't. It's not like you do either. No, no, no. But it's not the idea that bothers me. It's the 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 amount of uh, I guess traveling uh, hoisting you'd have to do. Plus, like at some point, somebody's gonna run out of hoisting strength. You understand? Yeah, I'm uh, on me. <laughs> I'm a big dude, and having to hoist me that high, unless I'm hooked up to some sort of winch, isn't gonna work. You so, got a crane, right? <laughs> Reel them in, boys. Wrap it up with play through. Golfers on a Kentucky course had to play around an unusual hazard last week when a herd of cows appeared on the fairway. Call it a stampede. You can call it a bovine intervention, I suppose. But 11 escaped cows from a nearby farm suddenly appeared on the Cherokee Park golf course. The Louisville Metro Police Department showed up and were able to wrangle all of the cows except for one, which remained on the loose. 
A volunteer cowboy rode in the following day and was able to corral the guy that got away. What we need here is a cowboy. Who are you? I'm a volunteer cowboy, ma'am, and I'll take care of your cow problem. Yeah, right. Luckily, they were able to get it all taken care of, and it wasn't that big of a deal, but they did have to shut down the course for a little bit. That reminds me, on my way to the live broadcast on Saturday, as I was traveling down Eustick, there was a cow that had gotten loose, and it was just wandering down Eustick Road. Did you call anybody? Uh, yeah, well, there were several people pulled over, and I actually, it was because traffic was very slow, because the cow was literally right on the side of the road, and we are like, if this thing, you know, darts in front of you, your car or whatever is in trouble, well, so yeah, we'll everybody was really slow, so I did roll down my window, and I said, hey, has somebody been called? And they're like, yeah, like five of us have called people, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go on to the live broadcast, but I had never seen a cow just wandering on, this, and it was a big cow, too. And uh, it had happened. So these things happen. I don't know how they get, got loose, but it did. So the lesson, as always, Big J, as we've said many times on this show, always keep an eye on your cows. Agree who, or disagree? Who let the cows out? No, no, we're not, we're not doing that. Half the man I used to be. Morning after with Nick and Big J, and you know how we love to shine a light on some fantastic nonprofits here in the Treasure Valley. It is time to maybe talk about one you're familiar with or introduce you to one if you're not. We're talking about Faces of Hope, and we have Paige Dinger here in studio with us. Thank you, Paige, for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is really exciting. Well, you're welcome. Uh, nobody's ever described radio that way before. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, you know, we want to give you a little bit of credit because Faces of Hope is a really awesome nonprofit that's been around here in the Treasure Valley for a while. But one of the things that's really amazing about it is how many different services you provide to people and families here in the Treasure Valley, right? Well, I think it's really important because Boise is a wonderful community and we want to take care of those who are dealing with abuse. So we help victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, elder abuse, child abuse, human trafficking, uh, and stalking. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, you know, this this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so it's one of those deals that is never comfortable to talk about. It is something that a lot of people, more certainly than we'd like to admit, deal with it on a regular basis, and something that is awful to see when you see it. And it's important to know that there are resources available out there for people, right? Yeah, I think the interesting stat to realize is that it's going to affect you whether you want to uh, admit it or not. One in three women one in four men will be a victim of abuse at some point in their life. So if that's not you, it's your neighbor, your coworker, your uncle or aunt. It it touches each of us somehow. And so to have a place like Faces of Hope where through one door you can receive all of the services that you need, whether it's between us or our partners, we just want to take care of this community because it's it's a wonderful community. What kind of resources are provided to people? Because one of the things about it is every case is different and everything is individualized for that particular person, right? Sure. So let's talk about like the first thing that we think of, the bruises and the broken bones. We have doctors on site um, that are there to take care of your medical needs. We also do forensic exams. We have the hospitals, both St. Luke's and St. Alphonsus, where there are trained expert nurses that are doing the forensic exams that are then being taken for evidence for law enforcement. We also have CARES. They're the ones that are taking care of our kiddos when there's a concern of abuse. So our CARES team from St. Luke's. We also have law enforcement on site. Not everybody wants to report to law enforcement, but they are there and they are a crucial part to some people's journey. We also have so many who are worried about legal issues. Are they going to lose their home? Are they going to lose their kids? How can they get a divorce? So we've got 
two attorneys, we've got even interns. We're training third-year law students how to become attorneys for this type of work. And then we also know that those bruises and broken bones are going to heal, but we also need to take care of that emotional piece. So we have crisis counselors right on scene. We're also going to take care of your basic needs. So that's food and gas cards, putting you in a hotel, making sure that we replace your eyeglasses and your phones. There's a lot that we do here at FACES. It's a complicated thing, and it's not as black and white as people think it is. And there's so many you know, facets of it, and, and not just the people involved, but people who witness it as well. You don't know what to do and you feel like you need to help and you know this is an opportunity for people to have at least an idea of what they can do absolutely and you know we taught we call that secondhand trauma you're experiencing abuse or you're witnessing it that also takes an effect on your emotional well-being we want to take care of that as well and that's just one facet of what you guys cover in faces of hope which is Mm -hmm. pretty impressive uh Paige, as the treasure valley has grown over the last several years have we seen a a dramatic increase in these kind of cases and these kind of people that need help that is a complicated question because not only have we grown but we've also been dealing with covid right covid made it really hard for people to even want to leave because of that unknown do i want to take my kids out of school or you know they're already dealing with this covid so last year, we saw a 28% increase in the clients we see. This year, 27% increase. That's huge. People yeah. are coming to FACES because they need help, and they finally know that we're there to, to support and to triage. So we have seen a huge increase. We see about two and a half people every hour. Six during the day are brand new coming to FACES for support. That means six people are experiencing abuse new every single day coming to our center. We, we want to make sure people are aware of what you guys do, but also if they're willing to volunteer, they want to help out, they want to donate, they want to do something to help out Faces of Hope, what's the best way to do that? So you can go to our website, facesofhopevictimcenter.org. We're also on 6th and Myrtle, right across the street from Trader Joe's. You can come stop by and visit. You can call us at 208-577-4400. You can volunteer. You can come for support. You can be an ambassador. You can bring a friend. All of our services come at no cost, and we need the community support still. And Faces of Hope does a really good job of organizing events to raise awareness, to raise funds as well for what you guys do. And as we look forward to some of the things that are coming in the future, you also have an event that's happening this evening at Lost Grove, right? Power Powerful pints at the Lost Grove tonight. Come and visit us. We've got people that are representing faces and proceeds. Some of the proceeds go to faces. So we'd love to see you. Very cool. And you can get some uh, support, some great local businesses and also help out Faces of Hope as well. And I imagine as the future kind of as we look forward, there's also some other big events that are on the horizon, right? Yeah. So a lot of we kind of got on the map a little bit when we brought Elizabeth Smart last year. We are going to bring this amazing woman. Her name is Maggie Nichols. She's athlete ace. So if you've heard of the U.S. gymnast, the Larry Nasser, uh, the doctor that was abusing hundreds of girls, Maggie Nichols is coming in April. So look for that. We're really excited. We hope we sell out in 13 days again, but we're going to be at the Boise Center on the Grove in April, and it's going to be an awesome event. Paige, it is uh, amazing and important work that you and your crew do over there at Faces of Hope. Thank you for taking time and educating us a little bit about what you do. And one more time, the website in case people want to visit it. Facesofhopevictimcenter.org. Check us out. We have videos and we've got a lot of great things that we do on the website. It'll tell you more about us. Thank you, Paige. Thank you. And Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And we got tickets to the lounge at the end of the universe VIP style. We'll get you set up with those if you can figure out 
bad impressions. You can use these tickets whenever you want. Just know you got VIP tickets in your back pocket. All you have to do is get on the phone and play 208-287-1003. Let's describe how bad impressions works. Big J has three clues. They all describe somebody pretty famous. Sometimes you need all three clues. Sometimes you don't. We forgot yesterday. I forgot yesterday to ask you, how many clues do you think it's going to take today? Five or six. Uh, That's not part of the game, unfortunately. Okay. Three. Three. It's going to Okay. Big J says you're going to need all three clues to guess who he's trying to be. Let's see if you got what it takes. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. And to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jimmy. All right, Jimmy, you're up first. Good luck. I was Dr. Lawrence Gordon in the very first Saw movie. Saw next. I played Robin Hood in Robin Hood Man in Tights. Oh, dang it. I don't. I see him. He's old Captain John Roberts, whatever it is, off Princess Bride. I do not know his name. Dang it. <laughs> uh, last clue here. As you wish, a line I said a few times is Wesley in the Princess Bride. So, yeah, you can oh, see the guy's yeah. face. Yeah. Nothing yeah. though, Jimmy? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to Google to come up quick enough. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks for that honest Thank admission. for waiting until you're least off the phone. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, did you hear Big J's clues or do you need him again? I'm listening to the third one right now. So. Oh, great. We'll wait for uh, you. It, no, why don't you give it to him again, BJ? So. All right, we'll do it live on the radio then uh, through your phone. I was Dr. Lawrence Gordon in the very first Saw movie. I played Robin Hood in Robin Hood Men in Tights. And as you wish, a line I said a few times is Wesley in The Princess Bride. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is a tough one. It's not exactly Yeah, well, you use all the good stuff uh, in house, all of our important stuff. Name. Hello, The X. Hey, what's up, guys? Good, man. Do you know the answer? Uh, Carrie Ells? There you go. We'll take that. We will take it. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those lounge at the end of the universe passes. Why is former guest of the morning after? <sighs> Carrie, you was in the news? Re- ready to feel, feel old, Nick? Oh, I already do. Today's his birthday. How old do you think Carrie is? Well, listen, man. I watched Princess Bride as a kid, and he was a full grown-ass man when that came out. So I'm going to guess he has got to be in his 60s. 66? No, he's 60. All right. 60. There you go. 60. Happy birthday, Carrie. We appreciate you. Yeah. And all you've done. What? He was just in something recently that I saw, oh, man, and I, I don't remember it what it was. But I know he's still working like crazy. Uh, I, I would just re- oh liar liar is what I just rewatched that he was in. Uh, I forgot that he was the stepdad trying to take uh, Jim Carrey's kid away and move his family off to better places <laughs> and actually spend time with his. Child. I recently saw him this last Christmas in a castle for Christmas, <laughs> which he was which he was great great in. Wonderful. Uh, but he's going to be in Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. All right. So not kind of not sure what kind of role he's going to have in that. He'll be in something called the Gettysburg Address. So I guess that's a documentary, probably in History Channel. I doubt it's a documentary. No, it says documentary here. It does? The Gettysburg Address? What does he know about the Gettysburg Address? He's probably just a voiceover, dude. Okay, Come that's on, fine. man. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's still weird that, I mean, he's not from America. It's strange that you'd have him voice the Gettysburg Address. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, something called Rebel Moon is also on his docket. He's filming that now. Well, so. good. Uh, that does not help me with stuff he's been in, though, but thank you. Morning After with Nick Don't and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> 
That is Slipknot. That is Yen here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you very much for hanging out with us today. We had a chance to give away some sold-out tickets to I Prevail. That will continue tomorrow. We gave away another $1,000. Congratulations to Mike for taking that home uh, from yesterday's code words. We started out a new drawing today with your 9 o'clock code word. Those will continue. Another clue in the X-Rock murder mystery was given to you today as we get closer and closer to figuring this thing out. And then a very special thank you to Paige from Faces of Hope for popping by and teaching us a little bit about what they do. A fantastic charity here in the Treasure Valley. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, hey, you know, NASA has put together a team to investigate UFOs, Nick, and uh, they've released the names of the members of the panel. Okay. What's so funny? Uh, I I will tell you after the show. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, Tom DeLong's name is not on this oh, list. Oh, man. Anybody so, you've heard of? No, uh, because they're experts in astrophysics, no. o- ocean researchers, space journalists, if there's such a thing. Real experts, but, not yeah, self-professed. But Tom uh, has... Uh, given most of his life into finding ufos we call them crazy and look he's been right about a lot of this stuff there's been a lot of spooky weird ufo stuff out there and i feel like he should be on this panel as well i agree seems like he was ahead of the curve uh hell created a whole band about I mean, UFO we made stuff. fun of him right really hard and i'm just trying to make up for that but now it appears he knows what's going on so we'll see what nasa finds and then uh, maybe they'll cross-reference what they found with tom and see if they compare it. contrast their their findings Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.